ideas of wrongdoing and rightdoing, there is a field, I'll meet you there. When the soul lies down in that grass, the world is too full to talk about. Ideas, language, even the phrase each other doesn't make sense. Hi everyone. I have been waiting for a long time to have this chat with Ruben and I'm very happy that we eventually got to sit down and do this recording. I asked him in December already, but he left for London shortly thereafter to attend to the birth of his baby girl. With Ruben back home, I jumped at the opportunity to sit him down to talk to us for Meet Me in the Field. This podcast is supported by The First Layer, the 12-step workbook on working through the 12 steps of any addiction in 21 sessions. There is also a 24-day step coaching and counseling program available based on the first layer. For more information in this regard, go to www.freddy.org.za and click through from the notices at the right of the homepage. Meet Me in the Field also enjoys the support of African Travel Kid Adventures and Tours, the travel company that will help you to make the unknown your known. Check them out at africantravelkid.com. I hope you enjoy the strat as much as I did. Sit back and enjoy. Ruben, how are you doing? Hi, Freddie. Um, I'm doing very well. A little bit tired, but I'm very, very, very well. That's excellent. Welcome back to South Africa. Thank you very much. And thank you for inviting me tonight to come chat. You are more than, more than welcome. I am always very grateful. So tell me, first of all, you became a father recently. Yes, yes, I did. And there's a big smile on his face. You can't see it, obviously. <laughs> How does it feel to be a father? It, it's, it's, it's amazing. It's incredible. I, I actually don't have any words simply because I can't believe it. But I actually, with the help of her mother, created this creature, this beautiful <laughs> this human entity. being. This, yes, and... It, it's, it's just amazing. I, I really, there's no, I don't have words really. What did you feel like when, when the baby was born? When you actually... I actually cried. How is it? Oh, awesome. I, I literally, when the doctor pulled her out, I, I just cried. Well, I tears, you know, but no. then like, Mah! I just, I just <laughs> cried. Cause so you didn't ugly cry? No, no, no. I didn't, I didn't do ugly cry. I didn't do a soapy cry. I just did a, a, a daddy cry. That's sweet. But, but, but I must admit, in, when I was in theater, um, you know, I just had the sense of um, powerlessness because Adeline, Adeline was on the theater table and the doctors were doing their thing trying to get Faye out. And I couldn't do anything. Yeah. As a father, I couldn't do anything because we tried to do natural birthing, right? Yeah. So, I mean, I was helping her through the process. I was in the birthing pool with her, helping her with the breathing and... You know, that, I was very involved with that. You still felt the sense yes, of, you had some of purpose. Yeah. Yes. But then when she went into theater, it was like, there's nothing I can do. I can yeah. just sit there. I mean, I, I was obviously trying to get her to push because she wanted to fall asleep. Yeah. Shame. But, I, you know, the, the biggest thing for me immediately was that sense of powerlessness. Yeah. There's nothing I can do. It's in the hands of the medical staff. But like I say, when 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 I heard that crime, when they showed her, I, I just I just cried, and then she was immediately given to the pediatrician, obviously to the yeah. checks. And rem I remember when we when I did antenatal classes, they said skin on skin immediately is very important yeah. for the child. So 
So I was very much, please give her, I need skin on skin, skin on skin. <laughs> so and I said, no, no, I must first go to the pediatrician. So you were running after the pediatrician, I want my baby, I want my baby. Oh, no, no, I, I, I would have yes, but they just said, sit down. <laughs> so I was just, I probably, they probably thought I'm like some freak because I'm like, no, no, I need the baby, skin on skin, skin on skin. Um, but yeah, so we eventually. So it didn't have to be that immediate. Yeah, it didn't have to be okay. that immediate because, because it was an assist yeah. by, by, by the doctor. So, um. The, the, the rules changed then, <laughs> which they never told me. Well, I, I think it's one of those, there's a theoretical rule <laughs> and then there's a practical rule. Yes, and, yes. and you definitely saw the difference between the two. <laughs> yes, yes. So, would you call the birth a spiritual experience? Yes, definitely. definitely. Is it? it was, um, did something change for you? Yes, definitely. Do you look at the world differently now? Yes, definitely. It's amazing. <laughs> so, so, first of all, let me just say that before I got into the process of, of, in the birthing process, I did antenatal classes. So I never knew anything about giving birth. Yeah. I didn't know anything about the process. So going for the antenatal class for that six weeks, it opened me up to a lot. It opened up my mind. And I started understanding a lot, understanding a lot in terms of the birthing process, what women have to go through during this birthing process, the fact that they, their bodies are built to, to handle the yeah. stresses and all that. Um, so I'm grateful that I, I, I did that because initially I didn't want to do it because I was going to just be, you know, yeah. I don't need to do this. <laughs> just but, a baby. But, yes, it's but a natural process. But luckily Adeline <laughs> said, you need to go I'm to so these glad classes. You did, yeah. And I'm, I'm very grateful that I did that. So that was the first thing. And then the second thing was when I landed in England, um, we went one day to meet the midwife for one-on-one class. Yeah. And that also helped a great deal because then the two of us actually did a physical one-on-one, yeah. you know, practicing, doing yeah. mock um, practice. So that also helped us with the process. And then the actual birthing, uh, going into labor, the first stage of labor, that also, you know, the breathing exercises. I mean, it's part so of you meditation. Felt equipped. You, you, you I felt equipped. Okay, fantastic. Um, so you weren't completely freaked out. Yes, I wasn't completely freaked out with the knowledge that, you know, I just have to support yeah. her, okay. make her feel safe, Shut and up. just give her that that, mm. that lift when she needed it because you know it ebbs and flows for, for yeah. um and that was only because i did the antenatal yeah. classes and we did the, the breathing exercise and also meditation through recovery which awesome. helped me also a lot because yeah. you know I, I already had an idea of what it's about so you know it cool. wasn't anything foreign yeah so that I mean, the tools of recovery that just helped me did the mother cock you out at some stage yes there like, were like, moments like, when she said I don't want you now. Stop. You know? <laughs> um, and then I realized, okay, you know, uh, maybe I said something wrong. Luckily, her other sister was there who also had two kids before. Okay. So she also, you know, was a great sense so of support. So she had an amazing sense of support. Yes. There awesome. Was, there was big support for her. So And, and she also felt very safe in the environment. Yeah. I still think it's so funny for, for, for the people who didn't pick up... Um, Ruben was in South Africa while oh, yeah. the mother was, was in the UK. So Ruben did his anti-nether classes alone. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> so, so I, I think the, most people thought, who's this perv sitting <laughs> in this class? <laughs> what the hell does he want here? It was quite funny because um, there were just couples and they just had this one guy sitting in the, in the classes. And, you know, there, there was a, a practice. Uh, we did like a um, physical practice. We had like you hold the baby and we had to do exercise. And like I just sat there and... <laughs> The midwife called me as as her partner. So, yeah. so that was kind of weird. Like not weird, but 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 
Interesting, interesting. I think it's so funny. I think it's such a challenge. Yes. No, I'm, I'm just I, glad. I need to congratulate you for Thank doing you. this, for going through. I don't think a lot of fathers, I don't think even do the antenatal classes with their wives here. Mm. And you decided, you know, I'm going to do this. And that's excellent. Yes, no, I'm grateful for that. So you're, you're a Cape Town boy key. No, you're so, not. So you're in Eastern Cape. No, no, I'm South Southern Cape. So I was born Southern in Mossel Bay. Ah, I was born yes. in Mossel Bay. And then I came up for high school. Uh, yeah. Okay. So I was born in Mossel Bay. Yes. And did you grow up with religion, with spirituality? Yes. So um, my my grandfather was a subdeacon in the Anglican Church. Okay. Um, so they were very religious. I mean, we, we prayed. Is that the, your mother's father? My mother's father, yes. Okay. So basically what happened was I was, my mom had a, I called it a summer fling. Then I was a consequences of that. Okay. Uh, then my father didn't want to recognize me as his son, okay. um, which meant my mom had to um, yeah. Yeah, go through the whole birthing process on her own. Well, with the help of her parents, my yeah. grandparents. And then obviously um, with that, I mean, I, I, I stayed with my mom and then my grandparents. Um, so they read me. Quite a, they had a big influence on my, okay. on my, on my So you grew up in that house where, where grandfather was a subdeacon. Yes. So there was yes. no no way to run for you. No, no, no way no, to no, hide. No. So every Sunday <laughs> go to church. I mean, in the evenings we'd pray as a family. Okay. You know, go down on our knees by the bedside and pray. So that was a big part of us, uh, of, of my upbringing. And that was a big thing that was instilled in, in my family. So religion was quite big. God, faith, and all that. And did that resonate with you? Could you could you connect with that? With moments, there were yes uh, connections, and then at some point, I just yeah, I, I the whole pro you know with the church, um, like the Anglican church, there's a lot of processes, you know, um, the, the the procession and all that. Yeah. I just I, I I just I found it very tiring. Okay. Um, and also, what I also found was in church, I would not focus. No. So I wouldn't hear the message. Yeah. I still want uh, to see a child who can focus in church. Yeah. So, um, and also I was, sometimes I felt I was doing it because of my grandparents. You know? Okay, yeah. But not to say that I was rejecting it. Later on I started not going to church. Yes. Yeah. But well, I, when did that happen? So that was around about, I would say high school. Okay. I started going less and less to church. Because you said you were in Mossel Bay yes. and then you came to Cape Town for high school. Yes. Did mom come with you? Did you come to boarding school or how did that happen? So, so what happened was Mossel Bay back then was a small fishing village. It was primarily Afrikaans uh-huh. and our family was English based. The home tongue was English. Um, Ooh, Ferrayers. Yeah, yeah, Ferrayers. Exactly. Six months. So there was, <laughs> and remember that, that time with the segregation, I mean, you know, they were probably in the colored community, it was probably like four English-speaking families. Oh, wow. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. it, 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 already we were like different yeah. in that sense. My grandfather was a, was a primary school headmaster. Okay. Principal. And my grandmother was a home exec. And my mom was a teacher. Okay. And then what happened was in 1988, she came up for fourth year in remedial class uh, teaching. So she went to UWC for okay. fourth year, which meant she was in Cape Town, I was in Muscle Bay. And the whole point for that was so that she can get a job here so I can come up for high oh, school whoa. and go to an English medium school. Yeah. That was the, 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 okay. the plan. So for three years, she was in Cape Town while I was in Muscle Bay and then end of 1990, relocated to Cape Town. Okay. So you can imagine, like, from Afrikaans medium school to English medium school in the mm-hmm. big city, it was yeah. like, it was quite an quite an adjustment. An adjustment, yes. Uh, and was mom settled in Cape Town? Then? Yes, she, because she was staying in Cape Town when she finished 
a study she she got a post in in Bowell. Oh, fantastic! At the, at the primary school. Okay. So she was she was quite. So you could at least move into a, a settled. Yes, home. yes. Yeah. You mentioned something in our conversation before we started recording about a stepfather. Yes. yes. When did he happen? So my stepdad <laughs> came into the picture around about two thousand and two, two thousand and three, maybe. Okay, so you were already an adult. Yes, yes, yes. Oh, okay. I was an adult. I was at, at uh, working, actually. I was actually working. And then they got married in 2007 on his birthday. Oh, okay. And do you like the guy? Yes, no. I, I mean, oh, awesome. Yeah. So, you know, the weird thing is, um, because my, you know, I never had really a father. Yeah. Uh, my grandfather acted as my father, and I used to call him daddy, my okay. grandfather. But obviously, you know, that was where my addiction actually started, yeah. with, with um, finding that, that father figure and obviously mm-hmm. addiction. Books can be written about. Yes. Actually, books have been written yes, about. Yes. That. You know, the abandoned father feeling <laughs> yeah. rejected and all that. Uh, I mean, I had a huge issue with that. But anyway, my stepdad, right, uh, he's like a father to me. Oh, wonderful. But this only because of recovery. Okay. You know, uh, it, it, look, I mean, I, uh, when they got married and when they were dating, I mean, I was, I was still an addict. I mean, I wasn't in recovery. Let me put it yeah. that way. I, I, I wasn't in recovery. So. I mean, I wasn't disrespectful, but I couldn't connect with him. Yeah, we can't That's connect with anybody. Yeah. I, I couldn't connect with him because yeah. I didn't feel my core belief was I'm not good enough. Huh? You, know, if, you know, if I really know who I really am, you won't love me. Absolutely. And and I never connected with men. So therefore, because of it. the abandonment. Yeah. So that mm-hmm. was quite. You know, I mean, I was hi, um, dad. I call him Uncle Errol, but I I never could connect because I never felt yeah worthwhile. Hmm. But he's great. He's he's never been disrespectful to me. Oh, awesome. you know, he's, he's been really like a father yeah. figure. And then, um, obviously, coming into recovery, I mean, he was also part when, when I had a conjoint at rehab. I mean, ah. he was obviously there as well. Mm-hmm. Um, Said he say? Yeah, and, and I mean, he was he was when when I told them I'm going into rehab. I mean, there was no judgment, you know. There, there oh, was, wonderful! It's love. I mean, when I said um, I'm 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 gonna have a child, it was all love. And I remember. The initial news of, 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 of that I'm, I'm going to be a father, I was, I must admit, I was, I never really wanted to have kids. So now I'm like, so I felt I was being forced and I, I was really like, I, I don't want to have kids, you know, oh, my yeah. freedom is going to go. Yeah. And I went to my folks and I, I, I said to my mom, I, I need to chat to, 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 to my stepdad. And um, we actually had a chat. I mean, I, I sat with him like a son chatting oh, to a father. You, you know what mm. I mean? So uh, it was it was really a, 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 an incredible feeling. So you had a yes, father. We, yes, so that's, yes, that's exactly. Fantastic, yeah. And I mean, I remember this one time um, before I became um, became a recovering uh, addict, before I entered recovery, I remember this one time we went on a family camp. We came home late and then Everybody went to go sleep, but the two of us decided, no, we're going to finish, polish off a bottle of, of, of whiskey. But I mean, it was so cool because I've never done that with, with, uh, with, awesome, with a yeah. dad. Because my grandfather never drank. Yeah. I mean, our family doesn't really drink. I mean, I was drinking, you know. So for me, that was, I mean, we, we I don't know, we, we sat till early hours of the morning. Oh, but the, the, the point I want to make is it was, that was the first time I, you know, we sat and chatted like a father yeah. and son back then and now again. Oh, that's excellent. Um, but we always, I mean, he always chats to me. It's it's it's, it's really like I, I found a father. Okay. Like I always say, I found my father in the rooms, in SAA meetings, in the rooms. I yeah. found my father because there's primarily men in there. And that helped me 
foster that kind of yeah. relationship with my stepdad now. That's excellent. And feel that feeling of worthwhile. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Worthiness, worthiness. Yeah. So, yeah, it's, 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 it's been... A, and all that is part of the spiritual journey. Yeah. The journey that I'm on. So, from what I can gather is the journey started with religion in the, let's call it the family of origin. Yes. You moved to Cape Town. Now, the picture that I've got in my head, you became a little rebellious teenage boy. And yes. decided, fuck this shit. Yes, 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 exactly. <laughs> I've got the picture very clear. Yes, 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 yes. <laughs> some of my, uh, some addicts are open books. <laughs> oh, so I read you like a, yeah, yeah. I, I read you like a like a book with one page and very big writing. Yeah. It. <laughs> not that difficult. <laughs> so, when did the fuck the shit shit stop? When you came into recovery? Yes. Yes. Okay. So okay. So. There was moments, it's almost like smoking, you know, when you when you stop and it stops for a year, but then you go back again. Yeah. That is basically what happened okay. with my addiction. There were moments when I stopped and I felt like, you know, I can do this. I can become a better man, you know, but inevitably I never had the tools. Yeah. I never had tools to carry me forward, yeah. which is the steps. So I inevitably fall back into addiction. But I mean, I hit the rock bottom, which was the final straw. Okay. And I realized I actually need help because I realized the, the previous occasions that I've, I thought I was, I was okay mm. and I could get through things. I mean, And then you tried to do it on your own? In those phases? In those phases, yeah. I tried to do it, yes. In okay. those phases, I tried to do it on my own. And I remember I was seeing a psychologist and then she said to me, you know, through our, our, our chatting, she, she asked me, um, don't you think it's maybe worthwhile to go to a sex addicts anonymous meeting well she said Salah ah. and I thought to myself because she said um, maybe you were a sex addict and I thought ah oh, stuff that much oh, yeah yeah <laughs> well, no way, but. and she gave me a number of a guy I had to contact eventually when I contacted the guy I, I gave him I remember I, I phoned him three times I couldn't get hold of him and I said to myself well I tried yes of know? course so yeah. now I tried you yeah. know <laughs> the universe is speaking here <laughs> and then it took me another Four years before I actually actually went to one meeting and oh, sat in a meeting where inevitably my, my, my sponsor was sitting in that meeting, which oh, was and it was a Salah meeting, it was a Saturday morning. But it was it was extremely overwhelming for me. I mean I you know I was scared and everything, but I went to that meeting, there was a break in between and some one of the, the, the fellows said, Come back. I said, Yeah, yeah, sure, sure, sure. And then Knowing by God yeah, you're not good. I did not go back. <laughs> Until I, I really hit that rock, rock bottom. Yeah. And then I realized, you know what, um, I need help. And I immediately booked myself into rehab. And then I went to rehab and then, yeah. And, and that, that, was the biggest, that, that was the biggest gift I could give myself. Yeah. Really. And how did you feel when you read the steps and you saw the word God, God, God? So I never had any problem with the word God. Okay. I had more problem with the word Jesus. Okay. Yeah. So, I've always, I've always had this, um, so let me put it in context. So, my idea of God was an old man with a grey beard, mm -hmm. sitting up high, and if I was naughty, I'd be disciplined. Yeah. If, if I did something wrong, I'd be disciplined. Um, okay, you're a dope, ne? Yes, exactly. That was, exactly. That. That, was yes, that. Yes, that was my concept of God. So, if I was naughty, I, I knew a lot of... Crap was going to come yeah. my way. 
So when I entered, uh, when I came to recovery when, in rehab and I saw the steps on the, on the walls, I never really had a problem with that. You see, okay. and I really never had a problem with that. The concept of God, you know, I understood the concept yeah. of God. It's just my messed up concept okay. of God. And um, you didn't have a you didn't have a concept of this God abandoned you at some stage or well, well because of my daddy issues. Ah. You know, I the oh, and he was yes, the ultimate daddy. Exactly, and, no. and my grandfather. So the other thing is also uh, probably also relates to my grandfather because when I went, went to a, 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 a my therapist, a, a sex addiction therapist, you know, we unpacked this especially yeah. when I when I was doing step three. To my grand, when I was naughty, my grandfather hit me with a belt yeah. or you know gave me hiding, and those were those those days. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and I mean, then my therapist said, "But don't you think you were abused?" And I actually t- felt taken aback by the statement that you made because how dare you say that about my grandfather yeah. but that was also part of the change in my in my in my belief system about what god was is and will be to me okay. you know um, because when i when i say will be because my 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 concept of god has evolved okay um so when i was at step three it was like this is god and it was sort of starting to change because so you in, still had the idea of of, of a punitive entity something yes, that's going to punish and Yes, judge and those type of things. Because in, in my step book, when I wrote down, it asked me those questions and those that yeah. was the question. I mean, those were the answers I put down, which made sense yeah. to me then. But in rehab, I mean, then I came to understand that it's your concept of a higher mm. power. So I can't in, in, um, place my belief, enforce my belief on you. Yeah. It's what you believe, what what makes you feel good. Yeah. What works for what you. What works for you, yeah. yes. And what works for me, works for me. So that sort of level of respect and understanding came came to the fore. Um, and as I said, my, my concepts of, 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 of God or my higher power, but I call it God because it makes it easier for me, that has changed. Okay. So I don't see God as this man sitting, gonna slash my tires because <laughs> I know I did something wrong, you know. He, he, he loves me. He, he he's there for me. He cares for me. That is all. Yeah. And he's always been there for me, and he guides me. I just need to open up to him. Yeah. I need to seek him first before everything or cool. anything else. So um, and the other thing for me also on my spiritual journey was, in 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 the step guide, the step book guide that I used. Uh, gentle path. Yeah, there it is. Yes. Line, line right next to it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. power stuff. So, uh, um, I think step 11, it asks um, to find a spiritual mentor. Yes. And um, there was a, a, a fellow in the AA fellowship that 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 really spoke to me. When, when he speaks, for me, it's just a calming effect. And... Um, I, I, I met up with him and became very good friends. Okay. And he became... I see him as my spiritual mentor, oh, but fabulous. he doesn't see it like that. He, he says, no, you don't don't say it, you know, because in the step work guide at us, he, he's supposed to write something down. Yeah. And it says spiritual mentor. Um, and I understand why he says that. But for me, when he speaks, it's just this calming yeah. effect. So I found a spiritual mentor. Fabulous. Um, and that is what, I mean, it's only because of these steps okay. and recovery that I can tap into that yeah. that, that resource. Okay. Um, now, you work as a... Art director. Art director. 
And this is mostly digital, am I correct? No, no. So it's um, uh, another facet is digital. Yeah. But I'm in the printing side of things. So I, I design things and it gets printed. So okay. tactile things. Yes. Okay. Um, visual things. Yeah. So it's not electronic. It's not digital. It's it's in a living universe. Yes. Okay. Mm. So how did that happen? Did you study art? Did you? So I, in high school, I didn't have art. But in primary school, I did art classes. Okay. Um, and at the very young age, I was pretty, I mean, I enjoyed drawing and I enjoyed painting. And that's why I was um, sent to, to art classes. And then I have to admit, um, after high school, I took a gap year, but I didn't know what I wanted to do. Um, and then my grandparents had quite big influence on me. They said, well, you've got to do something. And then obviously because of my artistic um, flair, they said, well, why didn't you go do something like graphic design? Okay. And I said, in yeah. The, in the gap year? Or after no, 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 the gap year? No, so I took a gap year because okay. I, I missed the, the deadline for, for applying okay. for, for the course. So I was forced, not forced, cool. but I, I had to yeah. take a gap year. So what did you do in that gap year? So in that gap year, I worked at the engineering company in Pardon Island for a month and a half, which was horrible. <laughs> it was horrible because it's manual labor and I realized oh, no. I'm not this kind of person. <laughs> I, I cannot do manual labor. I'm too... I mean, I can tell you stories that happened to me. <laughs> um, that's where you really have to be a man and not be a mouse, you know? Um, yeah. And then after that, I got a job at a retail store in, okay. in Tiger Valley. So you basically just did... You went... You didn't exactly take a gap year, as in kind of to find yourself. No, 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 no. no. It was actually you, working. You working. Were, okay, gap, you were yes. hanging around and doing some stuff. Yes. Okay. Yes. Cool. And um, then you went to uh, art school. And, and then the year following that, ninety-seven, I went to um, Peninsula Technicon to, okay. to do my graphic design diploma. Cool. And that was three years. So I graduated in ninety-nine, and then after that, I got a job. Um, Ooh, what a party going to the millennium. Yes. 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 <laughs> And Freshly then, graduated yes, and going yes, into the millennium. Yeah, millennium. so that was quite big, remember, back in the day with this whole Y2K. Y2K and oh, it oh, was crazy. Yeah, and then I, and I just started working after that, yeah. Um, okay. And, um, I mean, I, my first job was at ESCOM. I had the in-house design studio. And then after that, I went into full advertising. Okay, yeah. And you're still in advertising. And I'm still in advertising, yes. Still brainwashing other people. Yes, yes, okay. yes, yes. That's so we're doing so, <laughs> so we're doing very much the same job, just yes, from yes, yes. completely different perspectives. Yes. One and is the dark side, one is the light side. <laughs> <laughs> and then we, and then we've been brainwashed ourselves by yes, yes. by the twelve steps. Yes. So I went into treatment and I started doing meetings when I came out, an ex boss of mine, ex colleague of mine said, You know that you've joined a cult now, don't you? <laughs> and you know what, Franklin? The cult uh, works for me. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> but we, we, as long as that cult to help me not to step over that, that line between the yes. light and the darkness, yes, I'm yes. very, very happy for it. So, started working in the advertising field. Obviously, things degenerated in terms of your addiction. Oh, and yes. ended up in rehab. Yes. And you were introduced to the 12 steps. And that's when I got to know you at some stage. Yes, yes. Yeah. Um, yeah. And then we... We started drinking coffee on an irregular basis. Yes, yes. On a Tuesday on night a Tuesday at evening. Mug and Bean, yes, which is yes. lovely. And and the basis of our friendship was a recovery chat. Yes, yes. Which I really, really enjoyed. And we communicate every now and then to say how things are going and what's up and so, so on. And then 
Reuben became a father. Yes. So from rehab to where you are now, how has your spirituality developed? So what I found was um, I've become a lot calmer. Okay. It's still a work in progress. But I, I think of you as a very, very calm person. Were you, were you hectic? Oh, yes. Um, How are you at work? I was, just, I was going to say that. So, so at work, because work is, is, is a melting pot of, of different characters and, and pressure because of tight deadlines. When I think of advertising, I think chaos. Yes, yes, and yes. And I struggle to yes. see you in, in that because I've yes. got to know you as a very calm. That, that's the thing. It's, it's, it's very chaotic. Even so, when it's very tight deadlines. So, I used to be crazy. I mean, I used to swear and, you know... Um, throw your toys. Throw, yes, throw a tantrum. Ah. Literally throw a tantrum. So, as I developed going into, into recovery, that sort of lessened. Like I say, it's all still a work in progress because my character defects are still there and I need to work on them to, to change them. So, I'm a, I'm a lot more calmer. And I feel a lot more at ease with myself. Okay. I've accepted my flaws. I accepted that I'm a human being and I have flaws. Ah. Oh, um, that's a huge, yes, huge realization yes, and yes. acceptance. It's and actually really nice to come to that belief. Yes, yes. <laughs> and it's still developing. It eh? takes and, a while yeah. to dawn on us. Yes. Or, I mean, how old are you? 40? 40 years. Yeah. So after so many years of, of, of believing you're not, believing that normal life rules Yes. And standards don't apply you apply to you to salary loss, but I am just a human being. It's okay to make a mistake. Yes, yes. That's huge. Yes. And the other thing also for me, which is huge, is the fact that I don't have to do anything. You know, I don't have to worry about what happens. Ah. Not my monkey, not my circus. <laughs> I sometimes get sucked into it, I have to admit, but then the awareness kicks in. Okay. Yeah. So, so that's the other part of it as well. The awareness kicks in because then I realize, oh, okay, hang on, hang on, hang on. Just this is back. not my yes. shit. Why yes. am I yes. getting involved? Yes. Why yeah. am I getting involved? And sometimes I'm, I, I've already expressed something and I realize, pull back. Yeah. Or I'm, I can feel something coming on and I say, hang on. You know, that, luckily that awareness yeah. is there. So, so that's part of my spiritual, spiritual journey. And, and also what I found was just first seeking God. So what I do in the morning, I when I wake up, I immediately go down on my knees. I actually okay. roll out of bed onto the floor. <laughs> Stumble out of bed onto your knees. And, and then I pray. Um, <laughs> and are you actually awake enough to pray? So sometimes I, I, I fall asleep. <laughs> I find myself repeating the prayer. <laughs> oh, that happens to me a lot. The third step prayer. You know, I would be halfway through a prayer and think, <laughs> my, my head has so not been here. We, I don't even know where I am. Yes. Sorry, Natura, can we start again? Yes, okay. yes, yes, yes. Take no, two. Yes. Yeah. I'll never forget my <laughs> I had a, an uncle and aunt who lived in Sanin. Both of them have passed on rest their souls. They were lovely, lovely people. And um, sometimes my uncle would be in bed already and my aunt would start praying. And then he would wake up and say, <laughs> I think you've prayed enough, my darling. <laughs> So you are something like that. Yes, yes, That's yes. enough now, Ruben. <laughs> <laughs> so so I, I try to make sure that I, I see God in the morning first. And this God, what is that? It's a mystery. Okay. For me, it's... It's, it's for, something for, out it's, there. It's the, it's the energy. Okay. It's, it's the universe. It's... I, I can't understand it. I can't explain it. Awesome. It's, it's not for me to understand yeah. or for me to explain all I know is there's something, a higher power, a cool. power, 
greater than myself. Yeah. That is all I need to know. And you're completely okay with it. <laughs> and I'm and, fine with and that it because and it works for you because you're still yeah. Exactly. Fabulous. All I need, all I know, I need to do. I always just need to seek that higher power yeah. for assistance, guidance, and help. Cool. So, so you start praying. So I start praying, and then at some point I meditate. So either I meditate at home or I go to work and I meditate okay. because I'm early enough. So you leave very, very early. So I leave you? very, very early. So it gives me time also to meditate. Cool. So that is sort of my staple diet: so prayer and meditation. Prayer and step, step eleven. Stuff. Make sure that, that is what I do. So I have to admit, when I was in England, it was difficult. I, I was a bit lazy in the sense that I did not yeah. practice that every day. Um, simply because I was, uh, I must admit, I was waking up very late in the day. So my, my routine was completely out of yeah. out of sync. That's a huge, a huge difficult thing for me is a mm. breaking routine. Yes. A breaking yes. routine immediately means that, yes. that the foundation for my for my spiritual practice for the day yes. is, is, is upset. And, yes. and that means that the day is built on yes. a not that solid foundation, yes. which places me in dangerous ground. However, I do have to say that my grandmother always spoke about an arrow prayer. An arrow prayer. An arrow prayer. So <laughs> for me, that is, I mean, while I'm sitting here, I'll, 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 I'll pray to God, please speak through me. Yeah. As we're sitting here, I ask God to speak through okay. me. So that for me is an arrow prayer. So I'll be busy with something, but, Subconsciously, or okay, consciously, yeah. I'll say, God, please just guide me. So is that the English version of a skit gebed? Yes, yes, Is that yes, actually yes. the English word? For I assume that. I, I, my grandmother always said, say, I, I wrote pray. something the other day and I was I looked for the English word mm. for a skit gebed. Mm. It probably easiest. I can't remember what I called it, but I like that. Yeah. Arrow prayer. So you so, physically suit it up. So, so, so for me, that is also so a lot keeping of the, 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 the communication yeah. lines open. Because for me, it's about keeping those. Yeah. I mean, I read it somewhere, but it's about keeping the communication yeah. lines open. Even if I can't sit and close my, you know, like a normal prayer, yeah. going down on your knees and all that, I, I try to do that. But if I can't, then that is the next yeah. port of call for me. Cool. So at least I, I keep the, the communication lines open. Yeah. That's very really important. Okay. Listen, and you mentioned you meditate. Yes. How do you meditate? Do you do guided meditation or just go quiet? Or so luckily for me, luckily for me, when before coming into recovery, I did a, a multi a multi based stress reduction course, which yeah? is a meditation course through work. Or how did that happen? No, no, it's, it was um, my psychologist told uh, told me about it um, because she knew the the, the facilitator that 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 okay. did the course. And then I got in touch with him, and then I did the course. It was also like a six-week course where they taught you how to meditate. And then I had CDs, which was the guided meditation. Okay. So I used that a lot, um, but then I stopped. I'm talking about pre-recovery um, now. Okay. Um, then I went back onto it. Then I did the course again, practiced it, and then I stopped. Okay. So when I came into recovery... Why is it so difficult to keep up good habits, but bad habits just happen like that? Because uh, <laughs> my, my, my therapist said this, and I'm sure you also know this, my sex addictions therapist, my addiction therapist, and I'm sure everybody in addiction knows this, uh, shit stinks, but it's warm. <laughs> yeah. So it's a very comfortable place. We just place. fall back into yeah, that Yeah, because it's a very space, comfortable yeah. place. Um, whereas, you know, the higher grounds are always harder to take. Mm. It's a longer path, whatever, so... Yeah. That's how I always saw that's why I always it was easy not to do it because uh, just slide into it. And then coming into recovery, you know, 
They spoke about prayer and meditation. So it wasn't a foreign thing okay. to me. So you had, Same the, like basic, God, you had the basic God, knowledge. God, God wasn't a foreign thing to me, okay. which made it a lot easier. Because yeah. I think if I was an atheist, mm. and I think also the reason why I ran away from God was because I was an addict. Yeah. You know, so I thought, okay, look, I'm, I'm, I will be shunned. So, you know, exactly, like the yeah. prodigal son that just ran away. Especially know? the concept, if you grew up with the concept of judgment. Yes, yes. And you cause all this crap. and. Mm. I'm, I'm being judged for this. No, I'm not even going to try. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So that uh, good point because that all part forms yeah. part of, of part my, of the shame cycle yes. that we fall into as well. So, um, yeah, for me it was not a foreign concept. Meditation. Awesome. Um, it was just getting back onto the horse. Okay. Um, so I, I, I luckily I had still the CD, so I used the guided meditation. Cool. Now I don't use it anymore. Okay. Because so now you just go quiet. Now I just go quiet. I still try to unpack my mind, but I can't, you know, because then things are coming in. And if I can mention this, so, you know, people always say, oh, it's difficult to meditate. And I always say, it's not difficult to meditate because I also find it hard to meditate. I, I also can't sometimes just not think of stuff. Yeah. I mean, there was a case in point where I was meditating and I actually got euphoric recall. My mind actually went there. Oh my word. But for me, the cool thing was that meditation course that I did, right? The, the facilitator said, if your mind wanders, it's okay. Let it wander. But remember, get the awareness that, okay, I'm wandering, yeah. just bring it back to center. Okay, bring it back yeah. to the breath. Relax back as Tara yes. Brock. The, yes. This wonder, I do guided meditation. And that's the one lady whom I, I do quite a lot of her meditations. She talks about relax back. Mm. Just relax and yes. come back. Relax yes. and come back. Because yes. inevitably, my mind will yeah, wander. Mine as well. Uh, yeah. uh, I really struggle. I, I'm not the Dalai Lama. I'm not Deepak <laughs> Chopra. You know, who meditates for two hours, for instance. You know, I, I'm not that person. But what I do have is the awareness that if I do wonder, I yeah. can just, okay. my breath is my guiding post. Okay. I find it weird. A lot of meditations I listen to talk about Feel the breath going in and out of yes. your nose. And I think it's because I was a coke addict that I could not feel my nose. I just don't feel the breath. So I concentrate on, yes, on, on yes, my yes, stomach. Yeah. So how the same, breath comes in same, and out yeah. Yeah. From the center, that's where I, that's where I go yeah. back. Yes. Because then, then I, and I feel grounded when I do that. Yeah. Jock and I went away for three days last week. To a place just outside Karlsdorp where there's no cell phone reception, no Wonderful. internet connection. Yes. <laughs> and every morning we would sleep late and I would wake up and I would sit outside and not do guided meditation. Do quiet meditation without even a clock to tell me how long I'm doing it. But the bird sounds while I was meditating... Oh my God, it's wonderful. Jeez. It was just the most amazing meditation. I'm, I don't think I've ever felt that connected mm. Mm. in yes. a very, very, very long time in my life. So the days were so wonderful. I was so connected. I was so calm. Yes. yes. And the birds were so, so prevalent yes. in it. It's wonderful. Uh, the awareness just has heightened. The awareness yeah. has heightened, yes. I've discovered, actually a sponsor introduced me to a meditation app called Insight Timer. Mm. And I'm... I don't know why I've got many meditation apps, but this one a, a does one. it for me. Yeah. For, for some of the reason, this one does it for me. I'm and sure I'm really, that. really, really enjoying that. Mm. And it's a free app. Mm. Wonderful. So, <laughs> yeah. So it's really, really amazing. So I'm, I'm thoroughly enjoying my meditation at this stage. Mm. So a question that I can't help asking is, 
Have you decided as a parent what type of spiritual guidance your daughter is going to receive from you as a father, in, in, if any? Yes, so, so that has crossed my mind. And um, so since I, since phase in the world, so my mom has been trying to get me to go to church more ah. regularly, right? So yes, and we had it baptized on Easter Sunday. Okay. So in terms of the traditional going to church, that is something that I will need to do. Okay. Simply because it just gives a base to start from. Yeah. As in my experience, I also had that as a base, but then I evolved. Yeah. So for me, at some point when she has some sort of consciousness, she will have the choice there. Okay. And, and, for and there me, will be no judgment. And there will be no judgment. And for me, it's also, I'll explain to her based on what I learned through the 12 steps yeah. and my spiritual journey, what God is to me yeah. and what she can see God as. Yeah. Um, but Wonderful. she will have the choice. Yeah. In fact, I actually said to, to Adeline and, and my mom, I actually wanted to dedicate her instead of uh, christening her simply because I wanted her to, when, when she gets to an age of understanding, she can choose where she wants to be. Yeah. But obviously, you know, I, we did the christening because... We do have parents yes, dissatisfied. Yes, yes, yes. Well. And I'm fine with We're that. We're not islands. Yes, exactly. <laughs> and, and, I'm, and I'm fine with that. Yeah. I, you know, I, I, I agree to it. But for me, the important thing is she will have to make a choice at when she's grown yeah. up, number one. And you will try to guide it. And in, I will guide that choice that. from your own experience yes, because, and that you've got. Exactly. Because for That's me, lovely. it's not about religion. Yeah. It's about spirituality. Spirituality is more important than religion because mm. religious, you know, religion fought it's wars. It's more important how you live than exactly. what you believe in. Exactly. Yeah. So... I also listened to a lot to of um, Father Richard Raw, okay, which which also gave gave me very calming um, uh, feeling you mm. know, when I listened to him, and he always talks about the kingdom of heaven which is within me, yeah. So that is also part of what my teaching will be to her, um, okay. That she needs to find God within herself and live the principles basically, yes. as I'm awesome. living the principles, yeah. or try to live the principles the best I can, yeah. Um, so that for me is, is, is how I want to, to raise her as a father. And the mother also is, is quite spiritual. And she also has a very calming effect on me. Oh, lovely. So I'm actually very lucky. <laughs> really, I am very lucky. But you know my attitude was like, oh, no, you know, there's other... Restless, uh, irritable, yes, discontent. It yes, will always be there, yes, won't it? Yes. <laughs> yeah, so, so her mother's very calming. And the mother also believes in God. So from a, that basis, yeah. it's, it's very strong. Sweet. Um, so her mom was Moravian, or was raised Moravian, but she doesn't go there because it, the Moravian church still has, according to them, her, it's still got that old school mentality. Like, we actually baptized Faye in the Anglican, in my church, okay. because the Moravian church didn't want me to be on the altar when we baptized her because we out of wedlock. We okay. child out of wedlock. Oh, wow. So that's an old school. They yeah. still are no. about things, you know. Yeah. So she she actually in England she's at the Church of England which is the Anglican Church. Okay. Um, and we went to church three times twice twice there. No oh, cool. Yeah, so that will be part. And of you're open-minded things. enough to 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 accept it for what it is. Yes, and yes, yes. Um, awesome. Yeah, I've gotten to that point where you yeah. know, it works, and if it doesn't work, it's fine. Yeah. Um, it's so weird. I struggle to see you as as the non-calm person. 
I, I struggle to see you not in recovery because I, when I'm with you, you really have a very calming effect on me. You're but, really a calming person. I so. think that's because you also have a calming effect on me. <laughs> <laughs> it goes both ways, eh? <laughs> Listen, and is Faye a good baby? She's a very good baby. So, so do you have a calming effect on her as well, do you think? I do, um, especially when um, I put it to sleep. But most of the time I put it to sleep and she's Oh, fine wonderful. Um, but she's so I think so it's adorable. so sweet. She's so adorable. <laughs> I, mean, I can't, like, I'm so I can't wait for you to start. Yeah. I, at the age of 51, I'm becoming broody. I can't believe it. I was at a funeral yesterday and a friend of a friend, and she had a four-month-old baby girl. And I was ooing, eyeing, mm. cooing, cooing yeah. over <laughs> that baby. I couldn't believe myself. At some point, I thought, are you going mad? No, <laughs> no. Is, and, and I never, I never had any connection with children whatsoever. Yeah. And it's the past two, three years where I realized that I really connect with yes, babies. Yes. It's so out of character for me. You, you talk like that. So the mom and myself, before Faye came now, before we even heard that we were pregnant, we always said, no, we never want to have kids. But if I look at how she is around Faye and with Faye, I mean... It's, it's a complete 180 degree. The mother instinct has just yes. clicked in and it's yes. there. And now it's like, yo, I, I miss her. You know, I, I look at her face. I've got photos on my, on my phone and I sometimes just oh, look at her face, you know. But I do wish she could talk so we can have a conversation. I can you know? imagine, it's, yeah. it's a, But I mean, it, all in due you time. You know? before, you, before you rub your eyes yes, up, yes. I said to my, my sister once, I'll never forget it, these two daughters were just pre-teen. And I spoke to her one day on the phone and she said, I can't handle this. All I want to do is I want to be left alone. Yeah. And I said to her, well, before you blink, yeah. they're not going to want to be seen with you. Yes, yes, yes. So try and enjoy, enjoy this for yeah. as much as you can. And yeah. by God, they are now 26 and 23. Yeah. You know, so it was truly Just like, like that. that. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. So. Okay, so if you have any word of advice for anybody listening to this podcast, not knowing where they stand spiritually, what would you tell them? What to do? That's a very interesting question. Um, because I can only, on my journey, I can only say that if I did not enter recovery and if I did not do the 12 steps, yeah. I would not be on a spiritual journey. So, I must use you as advertising for my following book. <laughs> There's a, there's a book coming out soon called Life and Non, ah. which is my 12-step guide for non-addicts. Yes, yes. So, so what you say is, if you're a non-addict and you want some form of spiritual journey, follow Freddie. Yes. No, no, <laughs> the answer's on its way. For, for me, and, and I wouldn't say advice more than suggestions because I feel suggestions are a lot softer yeah. because advice is always like... Um, <laughs> oh, you're such an addict. <laughs> yeah, I know, yes, I know. But that's the beauty about it because... You know, it, 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 it's a lot softer, you know, um, and a lot more welcoming for me. Yeah. Like I said, if I did not enter recovery, if I did not have a guide, a step or guide to yeah. teach me my side of the street that was unclean, mm. I would not be on the spiritual journey. I would not look at myself and say, you know what, I need to clean this, I need to clean yeah. that, I need to clean house. That's it. Yeah. Well, first trust God. Yeah. That's the most important thing. And I'm grateful that when I entered recovery, I was comfortable with God. Yes. The concept. That helps a lot. Eh? That does it help really a lot. really does. Because I don't have to fight it. Yeah. You know, it, it was a lot easier to surrender to win. So what I'm hearing is, 
you didn't find spirituality, it found you. Yes. Fantastic. Yes. So the message to the people will be relax back. Yes. No, no, but yes. <laughs> surrender. Just, yes. just, just, just surrender. let it go. It yes. will be okay. I mean, it's... it's yeah, just a good person. That's it. So I was going to say, it's like... You <laughs> Stop know, being an asshole. Exactly. You know, you know how they say step one, two, three is about... Well, step one is admitting. Yeah. Then two and three is about trusting God. Four to, to, to eight is, and nine is about cleaning house. Yeah. Ten is maintenance. And eleven, twelve is helping others. Yeah. You know, that, for me, that... So stopping an asshole, get yes. up from the tree and, and help yes. other people. And, and the, the, you know, the, 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 the beautiful thing about it is... It's not just the first time in the 12 steps that this happened. It's, 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 there's documentation of it in different mm. avenues of life, you know. In, Absolutely. In, in other books and stuff. It's just luckily for, for me, I found something that relates to me. Some, and somebody put it all together yes. for you in a, in a workable format. Exactly. Right? For you. Thanks that to worked, Bill yeah. W, you know, and, and the, the, for, the pioneers of AA. Yeah. They put it in a, in a format that makes sense. It's easy to understand. Yeah. Yes, there's a lot of work and there's a lot of peeling of, of layers of that onion but there are, it's not just this there's other forms that one can also mm. do you know yeah. um, that will get you to the same point but like I say for me it's about this has helped me but just trusting God that, that's the first and foremost and and if, if you don't want to say God that's fine that's a beautiful thing about yeah. it because it taught me that you don't have to say God you can say higher power it can be anything but a power greater than yeah. myself because, because I always so thought, powers greater yes, than yourself. And I always because. thought I was God. <laughs> I love and, it. And that was the biggest thing. Yeah. You know, so once I cracked that shell and realized I'm not God, everything started, the penny started dropping and everything sort of yeah. fell into place. I loved it. We've got one guy in our Somerset West in a meeting. When we at the end of the meeting hold hands, you would always say, who are we not? Yes, <laughs> yes. And that is the, yes. the, the, definitely the first point. Yes. Just realize... You are not it. Yes. And then from there, yes. <laughs> from, no, from there, th things, things will start happening. Exactly. But Ruben, thank you so much. Are we done? Yes. <laughs> so I'm so... Thank you so much. Incredibly grateful for it. And, and so um, I, I wish you all of the best thank as you. a thank father. You. I'm thinking it'll be fucking awesome. Thank you. Thank you so much for it. Thank you for the opportunity. Big love. Thank you. <laughs>it sounds as if he is suitably equipped for this part of his journey. I wish him all of the best. If you want to know more about what I do, please feel free to connect with me on my website, which is www.freddy.org.za or find me on Facebook at www.facebook.com forward slash freddy.org.za forward slash or on Twitter at at Freddy. Remember that Freddy is always spelt with an IE at the end. I want to thank you for listening. Be safe. Bye.